Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things with a social work perspective. I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I am a hospice social worker. Today, I sat down, uh, I have an interview with my friend Emily, and we are reviewing season one of the TV show Shrill, which is found on Hulu and also on Amazon Prime, at least season one is. There's a little bit of audio challenges as we were recording this on Zoom, so I hope that's not too much of a distraction. And it is also recorded mono. I'm still working out how that is and how to make it stereo, but hopefully it's still enjoyable. So here we go. So uh, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Emily. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm a therapist and I specialize in treating eating disorders um, sexuality issues and trauma. Excellent. Thank you, Emily, for coming on with me today. Yeah. You're far too far away in my opinion, I but I understand. <laughs> I know, I know. I I wish I was on the West Coast sometimes, especially when it's cold like it is today. I'm like, oh gosh. And then, uh, <laughs> another day with a puffer jacket, you know. You know. But technology allows us to be together. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So we're here today to talk about the incredible series that you introduced me to named Shrill. Yeah. Apparently my cats are having an issue with that in the background. Uh, Shrill, I watched Shrill on Amazon Prime, but it sounds like the main uh, place that you find it is on Hulu because they only had the first season. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did break down and get hulu but then it was last night and i did not stay awake i fell right asleep yeah. <laughs> uh no. so we'll just be talking about season one and it has Aidy bryant from saturday night live who's hilarious yeah uh anybody listening if you haven't seen shrill spoiler alert right now we're just going to ruin the whole season so don't bother listening to this because that's going to be how it is any yeah. uh, caveats that you want to throw out before we start talking about the show um no not not for me I mean I'm excited to get into it. I've been wanting to talk about shrill with someone like on a podcast for a while so I'm excited that this is it yeah yeah uh, my my really my only critique and I'll just start out with that okay uh, is the editing is so oh. happy mm. there, there doesn't feel like there's smooth transition transitions between scenes and sometimes mm. that takes me out of the story okay but other than that it's amazing <laughs> i mean five minutes in i'm hooked i'm like this is my life she's trying to put on a shirt and like stretching it out and i'm like this i, I can't even believe this is on film this is legit yeah yeah for people in a larger body <laughs> and probably anybody honestly yeah yeah really really yeah you know I, di I didn't even notice the editing but now i'll probably watch it and be like oh the editing <laughs> <laughs> sorry Hope no it's fine for you <laughs> it's fine um i will say that there are moments in the show that are a little like soap opera-y um that i yeah. was like a little bit like eh, you know i could have like, I don't feel like this is really how life works for most people, but whatever. Like, it's a show. Like, it's supposed to be entertaining. But, right. Um, and some of the characters are like really cringy. I think on purpose. Oh, oh yeah. 
yeah i mean that's that's one of my very first notes is like i somehow simultaneously love and hate this show yeah <laughs> and i love and hate the characters <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's super polarizing um yeah 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 and isn't it episode one where she has the abortion like what show has an abortion in like the pilot you know that's it. let me look at my notes here um she does talk about the morning after pill i don't think the i think the abortion might have been episode two okay um but yeah it's i mean it's right there i mean they immediately are talking about <laughs> the morning after pill yeah right uh yeah i mean everything in the show is just it's so honest and real and no holes bars when it comes to conversation yeah yeah totally totally uh i just made a bunch of notes and at some point i got the episodes wrong i was trying to write down which episode it was in uh -huh. <laughs> that all blurred together yeah. um so i had a bunch of notes most of my notes are in the very first episode which you know it just slaps you in the face yeah yeah yeah, I rewatched it, I think, for the third time for this podcast. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, what were your takeaways from the first episode? Well, the first episode, of course, the stretching out the shirt. I mean, this yeah. immediately, like, wow, this is going to be real. Um, yeah. Having someone give you well-meaning but backhanded compliments. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the yoga. The uh. You're, you remind me of Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the yoga teacher that grabs her wrist and says, you know. You could be so you're, beautiful. You're small boned or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, yeah, you could be so beautiful. Right. And she was trying to gracefully back out of it, and the lady was like, no, you need to call. Right. Like, forcing right. her into participating in this workout program or whatever it was yeah 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 i just wanted to slap her for sure <laughs> right right um her what is that what's her boyfriend's name ryan uh-huh yeah uh who i just labeled sex partner at this point in the show um didn't introduce her to her friends or really didn't even seem to like her in the yeah. beginning right because it sounds he, like this gets a lot worse <laughs> yeah he asks her to leave through the back door and it's to, not even like a back alley but jumping over a fence right right <sighs> like yeah. the self-esteem issues i'm seeing you know like like even so like to backtrack to the scene in the cafe or the coffee shop when like this woman gives her advice and people are like, oh, you remind me of Rosie O'Donnell. Like you can see like the effects that microaggressions have on someone. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this, like she's smiling, but she really just wants to like, like punch them or something. Yeah. And like, I can like watching the whole series, this first episode is like such a cool moment because you get to see her as like, um, like this person that's kind of trying to be nice to people she's trying to be like easygoing and it's really kind of like biting her in the butt almost yeah yeah because she's like she's just like um sorry my dog is like rolling around on the floor <laughs> it's animals is the life of this podcast i stopped trying to control it <laughs> yeah 
But yeah, yeah, I I like that. That moment was like really telling for her character at that point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going through life, every everyone has probably both had and given compliments that they meant to be nice. Right. And right. On, on reflection or on education or whatnot, it's yeah. cringeworthy. Yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah, that that was just so. I mean, blatant, of course, because it's a show yeah. and it's drama, but... Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. That it, was... it really, like, showed, like, how hurtful and how, like, stupid it is, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and how, yeah, it, it helps, I think, people, when they think they're trying to be nice, I think it helps show how that's not a compliment at all. Right, right. <laughs> like, you right. might as well say, hey, pet pig. <laughs> yeah 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 right right <sighs> yeah um and then yeah the going out the the back door aside from that just being awful yeah as if his life is so much better and his friends are so much better like it's not like he's yeah with these like happy friends yeah right so and it's it's kind of confusing because later on it's it's like it doesn't follow through that he has this embarrassment so why did he even do it in the first place yeah yeah that's a good point like he kind of like once they decide to be together he he just like embraces <laughs> it yeah but yeah. then again the later on when you see the other girl that he's sleeping with it's like okay well, she's a lot thinner and yeah yeah but they didn't that's really funny. follow through on that storyline i thought yeah. i never thought about that but you're right you're right yeah and then she's walking down the street with all that stuff on her dress and like that from the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy. Um, and the struggle is real with urine tests. I mean, for people with larger bodies, uh, uh-huh. to have to take a piss test, you yeah. know, you're going to get it everywhere. I desperately wish I had external sex organs when i have to take a piss test because yeah she yeah she just yeah. nailed that yeah yeah <laughs> uh, show was like made up of those little moments like that you know yeah that's what makes the show amazing and cringeworthy because the little yeah. moments are really the truth yeah yeah totally totally absolutely uh yeah and then uh being judged about the morning after pill yeah. Uh, I made a little note there and then finding and then later at not in the same scene finding out it doesn't even work yeah for her weight yeah. and that uh and that she wasn't told about it like right right you no know people are getting this for this is a very specific medication there's no right. alternative uses right you think you might want to mention I mean, yeah. isn't that what pharmacists are supposed to do? Isn't that their job to, like, educate, you know, patients on how to take medication? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was wild. And, and also, like, yeah, the shame about getting a morning after pill, like how she's like, and I have shoelaces for my new shoes that I love. And then I have, you know, this piece of, you know, this snack or whatever. And then she's like, in the morning after pill, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah i i mean yeah it touches on so many different things not only yeah. being in a larger body and not getting the correct medical information which yeah brings up the whole 
you know, the medical field treating people in larger bodies differently. Yeah, totally. And underserving them. Uh, But also women's reproductive health rights. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So much in just that 30 second scene. It's like, I know. Yeah. You can do five episodes just on that one scene, it feels like. I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the family pictures were another interesting part because they were flashing back or showing the family pictures of her as a larger child. Yeah. Yeah. And And yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Well, they they have these like little flashback moments throughout the series that are like, um, that really show her character's arc and, and really show like, like where she got some of her coping mechanisms from right like like being the pleasing sweet person came mm-hmm. from like her mom and both her da- both her mom and dad being very pleasing right um, and from like her kind of like like for a long time trying to hide her feelings mm-hmm. you know and trying to like stuff it down um I mean, isn't that the basis for many eating disorders? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I mean, if you want to speak about that a little bit, like connecting if people don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a very common narrative with people with eating disorders is like, especially in their family of origin, they tend to um, like really be the holder of the family secrets. Um, like, uh, so... I'm not saying that, you know, A.D. Bryant's character had an eating disorder, but she does definitely have some disordered eating, we would call it. So that would be like lower level, like, um, behaviors. But, um, yeah, it sounds like, uh, yeah, that because she wasn't able to use her voice as a kid and able to express her needs, like, as an adult, it's much harder for her to express her needs, so she she does like the pleasing stuff like i'm gonna make things easier for ryan i'm gonna make things easier for my mom i'm gonna make things easier for uh her boss i forget his name uh, <laughs> jackass that's what we're gonna call him <laughs> yeah i forget I think it's grant. He's, huh i think it's grant oh grant I write it down yeah it, he's based on a real person do you know really? who he's based on? Yeah. No. He's based on um, Dan Savage. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I shouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah. So, like, this whole show is based on um, Lindy West's book, Shrill. Mm-hmm. And she wrote about Dan Savage. Um, and he actually did write a whole lot of stuff about, like, the obesity epidemic, which I'm sure we can get to maybe when we get to that episode. But... Um, he wrote a bunch of articles about the obesity epidemic and then Lindy West was like, wait, I work under you. Like you're my boss and I'm the obesity ep- epidemic. Like you're talking about me. Yeah. And so she kind of, she was actually on NPR talking about it. Um, oh, wow. it a big thing. Um, so she kind of called him out as she was working for him. So <laughs> I it like should have said that about you know the beginning of this. Is the, oh the yeah, <laughs> of the show is that she's a writer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that she works in this you know in this smaller kind of local n- online uh-huh. news news outlet. Yeah, ish, yeah, news ish. <laughs> yeah, looks like pop 
culture kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's good to know that it was based on a true story. I guess I good thing you're on here because I did not do my history, my background. <laughs> I uh, adore her best friend and roommate. Oh my god, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sad but also happy that her only true awesome friends are people of color, like her okay. work husband and her roommate. Whatever, like. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't even put that together, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. only ones that are ever really, they treat her like a human being. They don't. Right. Right. You know, and they call her out on her bullshit too. Fran definitely does. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, and then Fran's brother too. Yes. Oh, Fran's brother. <laughs> I forget his name, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I love that. Uh, episode two, I was still on track, and that's when it starts out when she goes to the stripper club to review the buffet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was so funny. And just I like, loved it, though. It was so empowering. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have the big boobs and the big butt, I get to say. Yeah. I wrote, um... I have a fat ass and big titties. Um, <laughs> I call the shots, yes. you know. <laughs> um, did I miss anything in episode one, by the way? Um, let's see. Not from my memory. I think you you really got a lot of it. Yeah, the, the stripper. I mean, that really kind of seemed like almost the tide turning for her where yeah. she started taking control. Um having a little more confidence and awareness that she could call yeah. the shots or tell Ryan to fuck off or yeah. yeah or or not I mean decide to make the rules about whether she was going to take him back or not yeah that's kind of that's interesting that it that probably you're right <laughs> it is because you know that article that she wrote like ended up kind of blowing up it was her first like big piece mm -hmm. and she was also like not doing the assignment that was given to her well kind of but not she definitely put yeah, her own like, editorial spin right. on the right. the food <laughs> yeah he said like you barely even mentioned the food so she kind of like went off on her own and did this thing that actually was like one of the the paper's uh favorite things so it's right. kind of interesting that like she used her voice and people really, really loved it. Yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of engagement and response to that article. I did find it interesting that he said he was going to cut all of it and then didn't. Yeah. And there yeah. was really no, I mean, it's all from her perspective, so we don't really care what his perspective is, but yeah. why did her boss post? Like, did he realize the genius of it and just didn't want to say and give her the credit? Right. Uh, Does it talk right. about that in the book? Do you know? Um, some of it is fictionalized, and I don't remember this part in the book. Um, okay. I feel like this is a part that is a little fictionalized. The the story, definitely the story about the uh, about the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense. Like he would have never given her the grace to say oh this is a great article because he didn't yeah. he, she wasn't following the rules right, right right but he could have read it and been like oh this is actually really good but i'm never gonna tell her that yeah right exactly yeah, yeah. um let's see what else did i write about this no i didn't write a lot about uh episode two it was really a lot about that um um was it <laughs> oh, the relationship with her mom 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm worried about your health. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so those... let's let's just talk about that. Um, those two phrases that her mom used that I actually wrote down in quotes. I'm worried okay. about your health and um, that she says that she feels better after you feel better after you exercise. Right, 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 right. And both of them definitely harken back to the yoga instructors kind of backhanded compliments mm -hmm. or, you know, and, and I know I'm going to say this wrong. So please correct me if, you know, I'm using language oh. that's not um, body positive because I'm leaning to no, you. Oh, no. Like this education. Sure, sure. Um, and for the listeners too. Um, but her mom, you know, when, and I've had people say this to me, there's no good way if you are concerned about a loved one, especially if it has to do with their size. Hmm. Bring it up. There's really no good way to do it. There's no good way. To, uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> and so when they say, I'm worried about your health, they're saying, I yeah. love you and I want you to be around, which is a sentiment. Yeah, sure. But it's still, right. as, we've, as we've heard about so many times, weight does not determine your health. Right, right. Absolutely be an unhealthy, thin person. Yeah. And, and there are many different facets of health, too. Like, mental health is also part of health. <laughs> yeah. <Now. laughs> many people forget about. Oh. Yeah, yeah. In including us sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but you know, her mom kind of constantly um, suggesting, really implicitly, that she's not good enough is definitely, like, impeding on her mental health. You know? That's it. Exactly. I feel like it's a huge part of her psychology is her mom. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty darn clear. And especially throughout yeah. the, um, the flashbacks. But yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not until I forget which episode. It is another probably two episodes when she gets in that huge. Oh, it's episode five. It looks like when she's yeah. skipping ahead that she gets in that huge fight with her mom. Yeah. Yeah. And her dad. Her dad. And her dad. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously her mom's got issues around food as well. Oh yeah. 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 And even, you know, like she's saying, it's just, she, she brings her dad a sandwich after he's had a health scare and she's like, it's just one sandwich. It's not like we're eating this, you know, processed food all the time or whatever. Yeah. And her mom just loses her shit. Yeah. And then this whole blow up happens. And it's like, yeah, where did that come from? She got that from somewhere first, you know, the mom. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. And just and, this generational trauma being passed down. Right, right. And, you know, that's something, too, that is really common among people who are, like, you know, they're, they're ex you know, younger people accepting themselves and, like, identifying as fat and saying like yeah I'm fat or I'm in a larger body like who cares um a lot of times like their family doesn't get it and mm -hmm. their family is just like but why do you want to be fat like what and it's like no like this is just what I am you know um yeah. so I feel like it, sometimes it can be a generational thing like and her mom is a little bit in that generation that 
may not get it, you know? And so, uh, so her mom is buying her that food, like the kind of Jenny Craig kind of food. Um, which looks gross. (laughs) Yeah. It looks really gross. And, um, uh, A.D. Bryant's character is just like eating it like, ugh, and like wincing as she's eating it, which couldn't be good. Like it could, it couldn't be giving you that much that much more nutrients than like a regular pancake you know just just eat a regular pancake who cares you know mm-hmm. um, so yeah yeah there's a lot there for sure yeah there's so much there um especially when you start talking about parents and kids and expectations and you know con- other people controlling how they think your body should be yeah yeah totally totally was this the episode where the mom says, like, sometimes when I eat 12 almonds, or sometimes when I eat six almonds in between a meal, like, um, <laughs> I feel so full. Yeah, I feel so full. Yeah. And Andy Bright, it's like, yeah, sometimes when I eat six almonds, I feel like I'm eating 12 almonds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think this was the episode. Yeah. I mean, just the ridiculousness of this diet culture, which. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I should have had you uh, listen to the other episode I did about fat shaming because I had, I listened uh, to it. Did you? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I really, we had a lot of conversation about, and that person I was talking to grew up in a larger body when she was quite young Mm -hmm. and had many traumatic things happen to her through her parents and various things. I, uh, I was never skinny, but until I was, mid 20s i was considered overweight by the army but i was not i was very healthy and and mm-hmm. just curvy mm-hmm. um which starts the whole now i'm fat and i need to be in this fat program or whatever in the army right um and then it leads down this road of obsessive dieting which just screws your whole metabolism up right and makes it worse yeah yeah screwing ourselves right right ah it's just so frustrating yeah it is it is very frustrating it is um because the hardest the hardest part that needs to change is the part that's the less the least likely to change which is the medical community you know um yeah after i listened to um your first episode about uh, on psychology in seattle Uh, about this body positivity and everything I didn't really realize how primed I was to hear it when I went to the doctor oh and then I went to I started having pain in my knee and I knew I had I had been told before I actually went to a really great doctor uh, an orthopedic doctor who had said you know my wife's about your size and she also is having problems with her knees and I just explained to her that it's like a mechanical joint and it wears out and the more wear you put on it, the faster it's going to wear out kind of thing. It was more like that description, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, which was much more accepting and and kind, I thought. Um, And then, but another circumstance I've not had, you know, every single time it's like, okay, and you need to lose weight. Yeah. Regardless of my labs being always on point and blood pressure being fine and every other thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I went, my, so my knee started hurting. I went to physical therapy and it was like three sessions in 
and I finally said to him, he's, you know, very thin guy. Uh -huh. uh, I finally said, you know, thank you for not just immediately saying, because I, I realized at that point I had been so primed to hear wow. what else you need to do to help this. Huh. Um, and so I said, you know, thank you so much for just not saying, hey, you need to lose weight. And he's like, well, it might not be that. I mean, he was so matter of fact. Wow. Wow. And I, wow. I was just like almost in tears. Like, really? Someone wow. thinks that in wow. the medical community? Wow. And the fact that that's like um, even something that we're celebrating right now is a little, is, is I have to say, it brings me a lot of sadness and anger that yeah. we're like, oh my gosh, you treated someone like a human being. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was, you know, part of the fat shaming episode that we did was her experience, her absolutely uh -huh. awful experience at the doctor. Uh, God, I wish I would have been there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just for that to be the exception and celebrated is tragic. Yeah. And it goes right back to mental health, like you're talking about. Yeah. Which spirals out of control to your physical health. I mean, oh, duh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, and so then, side note, I went to, uh, and he referred me because PT wasn't working, uh -huh. referred me to another orthopedist who, of course, I was again primed to hear it. Oh, wow. And he was also, you know, thin and he was younger. Um, kind of like the good doctor, though. He was a little socially awkward. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, and he also did not bring it up. Hmm. And, you know, move my knee around and, you know, hey, let's get you in for an MRI, blah, blah, blah. And then I didn't hear about it until I got the email back that the results were that it was not a torn meniscus. It was just arthritis. And mm -hmm. here are the things you can help. And one of them was lose weight. Now, it wasn't mm -hmm. the first thing, at least. Okay. Um, and it, he didn't treat me that way when I was in the office, which was nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was, you know. Yeah. Good step in the right direction at least yeah sure sure yeah 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 well that's that's good that you had like uh positive interactions um but but yeah that that is sad that like um you were like expecting to have a bad experience mm -hmm. and didn't it's almost like oh whoa what is this what is this novel experience I'm having <laughs> you did, like like my problems might have a cause besides something that I'm quote unquote doing. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it definitely is all connected to mental health and just having to be primed for that all day, every day out in the world, which I think getting back to the show is what it really shows is ah. it's demonstrating that you as a person in a larger body are primed for that interaction every person you talk to that's not someone that you personally know and interact with every day right 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 and even then <laughs> right, right. totally right and you know also something that I feel like we could mention like is that um there are different like levels of privilege especially when it comes to like body size and although A.D. Bryant would be considered plus size or in a larger body, however she wants to identify herself, like, there are, like, kind of levels. There's levels to the shit, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, I've heard people identify themselves as small fat. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So people, 
like people on the smaller end of plus size, like, um, you know, whatever that means to you, like I could probably identify as a small fat. Um, so yeah, people will be like, yeah, my pronouns are she, her, hers, you know, I, um, I'm a therapist. I identify as a small fat, you know? So it's like kind of worked into the identity. Um, and then there are other, there are other terms like, like Lane Bryant fat. Um, and then, um, people who are very large are called super fat. Um, wow. so, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of terms, uh, and there's, there's more in between there. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so A.D. Bryant would be probably considered a small fat. So mm -hmm. because of that, she does have some privilege in that. So, you know, uh, and, and also she's conventionally attractive and also like feminine presenting. So like, you and know, a famous she, comedian. <laughs> right. Right. She's on SNL, like obviously very talented, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it should be said that her experience captures like one person. Um, yeah. And it looked like those pictures uh, of her younger self were really her. And yeah. so it doesn't it make you wonder, is that where she got her humor from? Because so many comedians are self-deprecating and it's so uh -huh. easy to have that lead right into, I mean, the person that I did the fan fat shaming episode with is hilarious and it mm -hmm. is because it's a coping mechanism. It's always been. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's See, less painful when you make fun of yourself before someone right. else can. Right, exactly, exactly. It's, Mental it's health. Easy. Yeah, right. It's easier to laugh than to cry sometimes. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, yeah. So then we get to the great episode, and I don't know if this is episode three or four because I was lost at this point into the show, uh, where she goes to, well, there's a work party. But then uh -huh. she goes to the pool party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The pool party cool. for larger bodies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, when I watched that, uh -huh. I had mixed feelings about oh, that. Oh, okay. About seeing it. And yeah. I realized I also have, even though I myself am in a larger body, have mm -hmm. some fat phobia that's been ingrained in me through society. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, that uh, coming back to psychology in Seattle, when he did the follow up to the follow up uh -huh. and was describing his experience, um, I don't remember that when he was reading the emails or still talking to you, but yeah. he was talking about that, how he overcame kind of how he sees racism and how he overcame yeah, right, right. that. Reaction. Oh, that, that was not with me. That was after. That was after, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but when he was saying that, like, he realized seeing a black man across the street is ridiculous to have a reaction but you still yeah. have it because society has shoved all this shit in their head yeah and it took a lot of practice and acknowledgement to change that mm -hmm. and i felt the same way when i saw that scene is like yeah. i was so relieved that all these people could be a having actual work in hollywood like mm -hmm. in real life and to be somewhere where they could be comfortable in themselves and have fun and be just people but also it was a shock to see people being free and not ashamed and yeah you have to i mean not you i had to fight that feeling of i should cover up 
you should cover up, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I got to have to admit that to myself, that I still have that. Right, right. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like, I also have mixed feelings, you know, not so much watching the other people and the other bodies, like that I was pretty cool with. But like the thought of me going to something like that, I, I probably would be the A.B. Bryant. Like I'd probably show up in my jeans. Well, and I, I think that's where it was going, like putting myself yeah, yeah. in the scene. Right, right. How would I feel? And I, yeah, I definitely felt like I was her. Like I would be turtleneck yeah. in jeans yeah. <laughs> on a hot yeah. summer day. Right. And just be like, yeah, I love jeans. Jeans are, it's my thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like and then. Yeah, then like her that. friend Fran is all like, oh, strip off the towel. I'm free, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, Fran is, like, almost, like, um, the id to who... To I was just thinking super that. Super ego, you know? Like, 80s the super ego, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Fran is the free-spirited, uh, I don't have any, you know, worries about how people see me, because I'm just gonna be it. Yeah, exactly. I'm. I'm just gonna you know, take a bunch of shroom pills and <laughs> <laughs> and hope the dog doesn't get them. Yeah, right, right. Um, and A.D. Bryant, even in this place that's like very free, is still like restricting herself mm-hmm. from from expressing herself. Um, but, and that was another thing too. Before the actual party, she saw uh, that lady in red, the the kind of Amazon lady that was tall and big boned and walking through the world with all the confidence and buying herself flowers and she was just like here i am and i'm great and the way that 80 was following her like it was such an attraction to see someone so Mm self-confident and i definitely you know relate to feeling like that when i see someone that just exudes and i feel like i usually am the one that's exuding confidence but not when it comes to body shape Uh, uh uh uh-huh uh-huh so that little yeah. bit of narcissism helps me because in my mind, I'm not this size. <laughs> in my mind, as a skinny person, or not skinny, but fit or thinner, it's all that language, you know, it's all that internal crap. Um, but in my mind, I'm, I'm fine. And then on the outside, when I'm reminded of it, then that's when it comes back. So it's, helpful Mm -hmm. for me to walk through the world because I don't think about it all the time but I can relate to seeing someone like her just like wow she's got it going on she doesn't care yeah and it's kind of interesting that like that's what was attracting her to this person Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily like her body size but like her confidence yeah yeah which is a a skill rather than like a, a thing that you achieve or a thing that you have like confidence confidence like comes from within and like Fran Fran has confidence and she's in a larger body (laughs) right and like that's something that a lot of people with like eating disorders or who have like a disordered eating history will like look at someone with confidence and really anyone can do this and be like oh my god like how do I get that but sometimes they can cut, like the wires can kind of get crossed and be like, oh, they're confident because of their body. And right. it's like, oh, no, no, no. Like when you take the step back, it's actually like, no, they're confident because of other factors because they don't care as much or they, 
they know that they're more than just their body or, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Their protective factors and resiliency and all the other kind of things. Right, right. And it helps for me to be aware as a person in mental health field Mm -hmm. that I know plenty of people that are very thin that have zero self-confidence. Yeah. And, and I exude it to the nth degree most of the time. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, I'm well aware that it's not about size, um, but I can see where it would easily be crossed with size or clothes or whatever, because I mean, how many times can you find decent fitting clothes that make you feel like you're sexier professional looking or whatever and she does talk a little bit about that yeah in the in the show but yeah when where do you go that you're not spending an arm and a leg like elaine bryant yeah um you know or you're going to walmart where you can afford clothes but then it fits like a potato sack yeah like like they said yeah <laughs> with like eiffel tower postage stamps <laughs> i thought that was funny that was a funny yes. detail <laughs> yes so this episode also was the one where her boss, uh-huh. uh, uh, lazy bodies, lazy minds, mm. he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was um, something about his healthcare costs were going to go up for the company. Mm-hmm. And so he was initiating this. Um, forced fund. <laughs> forced fund. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I wonder what you thought about uh, that whole thing with healthcare costs going up because they're doing that with smoking, oh, which is also a personal choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it it is and it's not. People that get secondhand smoke can also be damaged. Sure, but sure. Uh, but what do you think about that? About healthcare costs possibly rising because you have people that you have in your employment that are not the standard. Yeah, weight-wise, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because yeah. it's got to be weight, right? Because they're not right. obviously not basing it on health. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's that's where, like, their wires get crossed. Like, um, oh, weight means health, you know? Right, um, right. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely discriminatory because you don't know why someone is in a larger body. Like, it could be health. It absolutely could be. Um, it could be a lot of other things too. It could just be, that's how they are. Like, I, I really like the part, um, in shrill where like, um, she gives that speech and I think it's at the end of this pool episode. Yes. Um, I said, that, her, I said, quote her amazing monologue after her yeah. boss's jerkiness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like at one point in that monologue, she was like, I could, at this point, I could be a nutritionist for, for all the things that I know about, well, we'll say dietitian because actually I don't think nutritionist has any kind of, doesn't mean anything. Um, from what I hear from dietitian friends are like, yeah, uh, it's dietitian. So, um, (laughs) so she could be a dietitian, like with all the knowledge she has about like nutrition and, and that kind of stuff. And that was a point that Lindy West made in the, in their original book was mm-hmm. like, like she went to all these classes. She went to all, she went on all these diets. And don't you think if she like, quote unquote, worked hard enough for, you know, um, like 
focus more enough or did the right things enough don't you think she would have lost the weight by now like if that was meant to be yeah do you really think people like walking through the world knowing they're going to get attacked for their size and right that's just like being gay (laughs) that's not a choice for them they wouldn't probably choose it because of the repercussions of discrimination and other terrible things that happen yeah totally (laughs) totally but like a lot of people like i they're kind of like incel type people well like or maybe they're not incels maybe that's not fair but um like people who are, are like um uh like oh being being fat's a choice and like you know uh you can do something about it blah 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 it's like uh maybe maybe some people can but the vast majority of people believe me have tried you know multiple they've times. really tried m- multiple times yeah yeah they've tried don't you think after <laughs> all that effort don't you think something would have happened like <sighs> yeah. yeah so so yeah the healthcare thing is like a bunch of bullshit but of course like someone like this boss gauge gauge uh, was it I can't remember something oh, like that. The boss, uh, Dan Savage, the Dan yeah. Savage. <laughs> um, uh, like, of course, like someone like him who's already thin, and um, also like another layer to that is like there's a lot of like fat phobia in the gay community, specifically with gay men. Mm-hmm. So, and Dan Savage is himself like a very fit man. Like he's in his fifties. He's very fit and there are biological reasons why he's super fit. Like, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, um, because he has so much internalized fat phobia and, and externalized, like, of course he's going to latch onto this um, healthcare plan that reinforces his beliefs, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and really gives him an excuse to say these things. Yeah. yeah, her her monologue was just amazing. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't get a fine for using a recording. I'd just put it in here. But honestly, people, you should just watch the show. <laughs> There's more context to it. But. Right. I, I've told people, like, you can just watch this episode called Pool and, like, yeah. and really walk away with, like, something from the show. Like, if you're going to watch any episode, watch... Watch this one. Yeah, watch the whole thing. Or watch episode one and pool. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then she said something like, uh, "She was in a mind prison." Uh, And I wish I would have wrote more context to that because I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, it struck me whenever I heard it. It was like, yeah, she she feels trapped. She feels locked in. Yeah, totally. Uh, the next episode, episode five, I just wrote trolls and dog mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, oh, and the episode before, I forgot to say that, um, that she notes that the fourth, fourth grade was the first time that her mom started in on yeah. her about her weight. Yeah. So we really get a, a better picture of what's upcoming and how long this has been going on. Like, this is supposed to be your safe space, your secure attachment. Yeah. And it started at home 
before you could even realize you were in a larger body. Yeah, totally. Totally. I can really actually relate to that. Like, um, when she said, you know, my mom made me eat special K while the rest of them ate this dinner that she made. Yeah. That was, that was definitely my experience growing up, uh, mm-hmm. as a kid, like, and, and it was actually that age too, like fourth, fifth grade when that kind of stuff started, like, here's your food and here's the rest of everyone else's food. Um, and, uh, so, and yeah, like it, it, you internalize that to be like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Like there's something bad about me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, fourth and fifth grade, you're just stretching your legs, you're figuring yourself out and your body's doing weird things because of puberty and Oh, and to have to come home and deal with that on top of the bullshit at school and mm-hmm. kids saying whatever. Yep. Cause kids yeah. are mean too. Like, I don't know if they showed it in this series yet. Um, from my memory, I'm like doing a little mental check. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of flashbacks of like school, you know, which right. I, I hope they do that. Like, cause that's very real too. Oh like, yeah. Being picked on at school. A hundred percent for anything. I mean, school yeah. is just a breeding ground for, for any of that. Yeah. But then to have to come home and hear it from your own mom or get treated differently or less than because you're larger. Yeah. And yeah. you're in the fourth and fifth grade, then especially back then, yeah. you're likely not just responsible for this yeah 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 that's true that's true i mean i don't want to blame it on you know millennials or gen z or whatever that video games and technology and and people in my generation sat their kids down in front of tvs you know part of that we culturally started feeding into that but before that people were still large you know there is there's absolutely a genetic component yeah totally totally yeah and both of um annie's parents are larger like Mm -hmm. you know her her mom and and her dad like they're big boned people so of course she's gonna have some size to her yeah yeah and and you can i i felt it in the performance from her mom that she was she would be the one that would have like an eating disorder she'd be the one that was secretly bulimic or whatever like constantly controlling every single thing yeah i mean she i i would actually say that she probably does have an eating disorder it's kind of sad because like um there's a phrase in the eating disorder world um uh and it's like you know we diagnose in thin people what we prescribe to fat people Mm -hmm. um are people in larger bodies. So we diagnose someone with an eating disorder if they're um, thin bodied and, you know, um, eating a very restrictive diet. But someone like Annie's mom, if she's eating a very restrictive diet, we're like, ooh, good job, you know, good for you. So like um, there was a study that came out about people in larger bodies with eating disorders and it takes on average, and this is average, meaning that there's some that are more and some that are less. It takes the average person in a larger body with an eating disorder to receive help 
12 years on average. Um, so yeah, yeah. I don't even uh, know what to say to that. I know, I know, it's really sad. Hmm. It's really sad. Um, it just goes back to the medical community, not treating people. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We're not treating people with mental health disease. I know, God. yeah. So much work to be done. I know, I know. Uh, all right, back to trolls. So um, yeah. this was also the episode that she had the huge, huge fight with her mom, that she got the good news about her dad, mm -hmm. that he was doing better with his health, and that she brought him over some fast food, and that her mom came home and just flipped her lid. And then mm -hmm. she was trying to defend herself, and then her dad turned on her, which is, an, I did yeah. not see that coming. Yeah. What do you think about that as a therapist? um that was really interesting um the dad obviously feels like very protective of the mom mm -hmm. in that moment um yeah i don't know uh i'm not sure what to make of that moment it, yeah it, i was surprised of the dad's reaction too i thought he would be more of like a mediator between the two like exactly oh, you know guys let's find a middle here but instead he turned on annie and Annie had some like pretty, um, pretty good points that she was making. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. What did you think of it? It, it definitely caught me by surprise. I, like you, I was expecting him to be much more of a mediator. Yeah. And then he just flipped. And I was like, I wonder if we're supposed to assume this has happened before. It didn't seem like it because she um, seemed like she was taken yeah. by surprise. Right. Um, yeah, and, and then later, I mean, later on, when she kind of disappears for her road trip or whatever, the mom, okay. I, I wonder if that was kind of a foreshadowing of he feels like she's pulling away, the mom, mm -hmm. and he was, mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I mean, there was not, it didn't feel like the show gave you any indication that it was going to happen, it yeah. just flipped, and you were like, whoa, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's happening yeah. here? Yeah, you you get the sense that like Annie and her dad have like a, have a really strong alliance, like in the, almost this like secret alliance around food. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like, like the Sam, like the subway, the subs, um, the meatball subs. Right. Um, and he's just kind of like, don't tell your mother, you know, um, we're going to keep this from her. This will be our, our little secret. Um, which is a, actually a quite a common thing with eating disorders, BT dubs um secret <laughs> stuff uh but yeah it's almost like um when annie kind of stood up and um stepped out of her role as like as like the people pleaser and the one that just is super easy when she stepped out of that role both of her parents were like no get back in your role like what are you doing you're being a spoiled brat you know right i wonder if that goes to like family systems like yeah yeah there's all always these um archetypes of different family dynamics and each person kind of has their own role yeah and if if that was her role and she was stepping out of it maybe it just that's what caused you know the rupture yeah totally i don't know I don't know if that's what they were going for, but that's what I felt like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, yep, sounds good. Makes <laughs> sense to me. <laughs> and then uh, lastly was episode six, which was uh, she, so before she, I don't even know when, she must have quit her job that 
that episode five. So she, I didn't write that down for some reason. I must have been sucked into the show, but she quits her job. Right. Uh, you know, she she had done an article. It had also done very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the one All, that was Hello I'm, on Fat. Hello on Fat. Yeah, um, which is actually a real article that Lindy oh, was wow. wrote. And, and it was that. actually like in that style. Like, um, it, I mean, you can Google it right now. Hello, I'm Fat Lindy West. And it's really interesting because now she's like a, a big time writer. Um, <laughs> and, but she just has this like little picture of herself that's like, hello, I'm fat. I weigh such and such pounds. I am this and this tall. Um, and she just goes on and talks about it. And now I feel like these days she's a little bit more skilled in talking about it. But at that time, like it was super raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, it really blew up. Like I, I remember when it happened. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's real, that part. Yeah. And they're definitely representing it as coming across just that way. Like she re- yeah. she's responding to this, you know, fight that she gets in with her boss and she's writes this article and, and her, I forget who, co-worker said well you have access you can publish it yourself and so yeah. <laughs> she just goes on there and publishes this article and and then they have this epic fight with her and her boss and then she just says you know fuck yeah. it i'm out um and then he writes an article responding mm-hmm. to her i assume that's also kind of real based in reality um it it is kind of real yes yes yeah um not by the exact title like the fictional title was like hello i'm healthy you know yeah, which is yeah. like, oh, oh god um <laughs> but he, he definitely did respond i i don't know if it was publicly though um mm-hmm. i can't remember the details but i think he responded and i mean i get as a boss uh-huh. being upset if someone went onto your article and or your page and posted something without approval but of course that's not the only thing he brought into the argument no (laughs) it always comes back so uh it was just more empowerment for her to say you know what i don't don't need this job and i can freelance and write what's going to be important to me right right and then in the meantime she had been looking for her troll so talk about trolls for a minute here um of course online there's always going to be people that for lots of reasons you probably have some opinion about why people do this um all this great reaction to her articles also included like terrible death threats i mean extreme shit (laughs) yeah uh what what do you think about the troll um and of course she goes to confront him which was a whole nother piece of that but um just the fact that she had a troll. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean it's really interesting. And you know the troll also like took it really deep, talking about her dad. Like, I bet your dad got cancer on purpose, you know, or whatever. Which yeah, it was actually, so personal. Right, which actually was real. Um, someone, yeah, it, it. The details are a little bit different. Her dad died, and um, uh a guy made a fake Twitter account with her dad's name and then tweeted out, I believe I'm getting this, the details right. He tweeted out like, oh no, the, his like bio or something was like, um, uh, like father to a disappointing daughter. 
Oh um, my God. And like, like was tweeting out and like, you know, adding her and stuff. So like, it was really intense. And she was like, I've, I've had like online abuse before, but this was like another level. Mm-hmm. And she actually like ended up talking to the guy. So like this confronting him like was a real thing. So the, the, the show um, actually was much more dramatic um, and had a, a, like a not so good ending to mm-hmm. it. But the real life version was like really humbling for both, for everyone. Like the guy was like, said some of the things that the fictional guy said, like, yeah, like, you know, I just see you as like this strong woman. And like, that kind of makes me angry because I felt powerless my whole life. Um, but instead of taking it to the aggressive route, like it just stays kind of like, I'm so sorry. Like I've never done anything like that before and I'll never do anything like that again. I feel so bad. That's so um, funny. Cause that's exactly what I wrote was troll apologizes. Is this realistic? And it didn't yeah. feel like it would be <laughs> realistic. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. But yeah, it, it really happens. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one troll at a time, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, like her, I, I don't understand why. I mean, I guess in this day and age of getting a reaction of five minutes of fame or whatever, that part makes sense, but not to go to the extreme like he did in real life, apparently. And, and yeah. even in the show, to take it to such a personal level. Yeah. I mean, talk about cutting deep. Yeah. That wasn't so, just superficial, you know, you're fat, wink, oink. It was like. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was awful. It was really awful. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to speak of, like, it, you know, abuse online or like mean comments online like I feel like I got a little bit of a taste of that like after the psychology in Seattle stuff Mm -hmm. Um, obviously not nearly as much as like Lindy West did because she's much you know more famous and she's gonna incur more of that but I got a little bit of a taste of that and I have to say like my empathy for famous people like increased like so much like and I'm not even saying that that podcast was like, is like famous or anything, but just a little bit of stuff that I got, I was like, oh my God, like, and, and to hear that, like, those weren't the worst comments, I was like, oh my God. And I, I did see some of the bad ones and they were really, really bad. Like stuff that like, even on my worst day, I don't say about myself, you know, yeah. like even on the days that I'm like, man I'm so dumb like even on those days it was worse than what I think yeah it was like this girl sounds so fragile and um like I don't know a whole bunch of other stuff but um yeah I mean that for me was like the biggest part of like why that whole situation sucked but um yeah yeah just want to put that in there that like that was part of my experience of that whole thing. I'm so glad that uh, I'm thankful for the listeners that we do have. And it's, you know, very small compared to a lot of podcasts. Um, but I have a fair amount of listeners, I feel like, for a first-year podcast. And I, I don't get 
honestly, any responses. Nobody emails me, so I haven't had to worry about trolls. And please don't take that as an invitation to start trolling me. Um, so yeah, I, I, it just makes you wonder, like, is it even worth doing anything that goes out into the world or? Yeah, I know. Because that's, I mean, there's nobody deserves that. No, no. I wouldn't even say that about people that I severely dislike in politics. You know, oh. I wouldn't even say those things about uh -huh. those people. I know, I know. Me too, me too, me too. I mean, it's just, it's the fabric of my moral being that I yeah. disagree with these people. And I would still not say your dad got cancer or died because you suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Totally. Or create a fake Twitter account of like someone's dead relative. Like, <sighs> holy goodness gracious. Oh. I mean, what is, that's the social required of me, right? What is yeah. going on in your life that is so terrible that you feel like you need to do that? Totally. That takes yeah. a lot of effort. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Mm. Well, I would highly encourage people to check out, I, I can't remember if it was an article or what, um, but Lindy West sat down with one of her trolls or emailed back and forth or something like that. And um, he was pretty honest and real that he was, he's really in a lot of pain. So, That's so. incredible that he was even willing to. I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, um, I did a coverage of Why We Hate, the documentary Why We Hate. Uh -huh. And on that, the, the discussion was the 20-something uh, that had been in the Westboro Baptist Church and had gotten into a conversation okay. with a Jewish blogger. Oh, okay. And it reminded me of that a little bit, that, I mean, the things that she had been saying and mm -hmm. had trying to engage him with were pretty brutal. Mm. And he was still trying to engage her with this level of humility and empathy. And that's really what actually, one of the things that started to change her was that she said afterwards, he was talking to me with this empathy and mm. caring that I didn't deserve Whoa. from the way that I was treating him. Whoa. Now that's not an overnight switch, you know, you don't just yeah, Twitter response and you change your mind, but yeah, I mean that's what it starts with, right? It's compassion. Yeah. Wow, and patience, crazy. a whole lot of patience. And patience, yeah. Patience yeah. That I'm not sure I possess in, in that quantity. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. The social worker in me want is torn between the justice of it and the understanding why you're behaving that way in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. trauma part of it <laughs> yeah. yeah totally. totally and that there's definitely a level of responsibility no matter what has happened to you to not be a terrible human being totally totally absolutely it's it's such a fine line to walk you know um that justice part and that that also like uh but i get it like i get and maybe that maybe it goes hand in hand maybe justice is compassion i don't know Maybe. I, I know I grew up with the justice part yeah. fully involved. And yeah. it wasn't until I went through school and, you know, learned people's stories and was more open to understanding, you know, mental health and psychological mm -hmm. behaviors and things like that. 
um, that I could really understand. I mean, I kind of always knew the basics of a bully is usually the one getting bullied, at, you know, somewhere else. Sure. But to understand it at a deeper level, um, you yeah. know, everybody's seen the Breakfast Club, right? We get that part, but mm -hmm. it's harder to understand it at, in a real deep level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally, totally. So final thoughts about Trill or about anything, really? <laughs> uh, well, one thing that I wrote down <laughs> that we didn't actually get to, and I forget which episode this is, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't, um, but uh, I'll do my best uh, Fran uh, impersonation. I don't apologize to white people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he pepper sprayed Ryan in the face because he was just standing at the door like a creep. Yeah. And then he walked in and he's like, you know, after everything cal calms down, he's like, aren't you going to apologize to me for that? She's like, I don't apologize to white people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, comic relief. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he kind of deserved to get pepper sprayed. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you standing there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's, I was just watching another show, not related at all, um, called The Outsider with Jason Bateman, and he's producing it, I think. And the there's a, uh, The Outsider. It's a total oh, drama. Yeah. yeah. But, but there is a scene where someone's following someone. They're socially awkward. They're too close, and the person turns around and pepper sprays them. <laughs> For you know, they they weren't being creepy. But they were acting weird, and yeah, got pepper sprayed in the face. It's like don't react like a creeper. <laughs> have some have some awareness of your surroundings. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. But yeah, her uh, I don't apologize to white people was pretty funny. <laughs> I did like though that when she would, um, that Ad Bryant's character would call her out about you know she's always being called out for acquiescing and, yeah. and being the people pleaser but then when she gets called out for you know kind of being a, a fuck boy if you will yeah then she doesn't take that so well yeah yeah right totally totally it was she interesting can, she can dish it out but she can't take it yeah. although uh tangentially dear white people is amazing if yeah you okay. see that show. Uh -huh. Totally, totally. Yeah. Now that we're talking about it, like, it seems like, um, so this is a, like a kind of funny thing that happens, like when people start to like, not acquiesce and not, and start to like come out of their shell, like the people around them will be like, oh, like, come on, don't, don't always like give in all the time. But then when it happens and it happens to them, they're like, whoa, 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 wait. I need right. you to yes, like I need you to go back because like a lot of times the people who don't know how to use their voice, like like Annie, um, when they start to use their voice, people are like, I don't like this. Like, <laughs> wait, you have opinions about things and the, they, the same people that were encouraging her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um so yeah, that's just something that is kind of interesting too. That is oh. a great point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely a part of the show. It's all about finding your voice, finding comfort in your own body, how society reacts to you, and um, and not just as a person in a larger body, but uh, as a woman. Mm -hmm. You know, um, sexuality is involved too. Mm -hmm. like, 
yeah 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 i didn't even write about that like when she's you know doesn't want to take off her bra and then she finally does and there yeah. that's when she's like find herself and like right in the living room like let's do this <laughs> whereas before it was like everything's closed off and i'm protecting myself and right 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 <clears throat> i wonder what your thoughts are on this like it almost seemed like annie was going through almost like an adolescence did you pick up on that a little bit like like dating the shitty boyfriend and <laughs> you know like um talking back to her boss talking back to her parents it seems like almost like a adolescent thing rather than something you do in your mid-20s yeah i mean i i did catch uh, a little bit of the first part of season two when I was trying to oh. fall asleep and I mean she even says you know you're my first boyfriend she doesn't mean that's the first yeah. person she slept with um but yeah definitely that whole you know you generally try to find your identity when you're in your teens mm -hmm. like we were talking about and um and it definitely seemed like an awakening much later for her yeah. And how much of that was because her parents were forcing her into that role and yeah, yeah. not allowing her to be confident in who she was. And mm -hmm. you know, even her role as the writer was suppressed. Yeah. And she wasn't able to express herself in, in the way that she was able to with her talent. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of season two with my eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for you to watch it. It's it's good. Like I, I like um I'm gonna have to watch it again because I was also like I I told myself recently I was like, I need a hobby. So I was like doing my new hobby like as I was watching it and I was a little bit too enthralled in my new hobby to like <laughs> watch the second season. So I started like doing like polymer clay, like playing with polymer clay and making like little jewelry things. I don't know if I'm very good at it, but I'm trying. Um, <laughs> it's fun like mixing the colors and stuff. That's that's pretty much what I like. But anyway, I got a little distracted from watching the second season. So I'll have to watch it. How did you feel about watching it for the third time? Did you have anything change your mind about that when you were watching it? Or hmm. see any have any new insights after having seen it? once through um i mean definitely just the like story arc of like her using her voice um mm -hmm. and standing up for herself was like a new thing like seeing that big arc um yeah i'm noticing her psychology <clears throat> a little more like um basically i feel like um so like if we take the the scene like the first scene where she's interacting with her boss like the mm -hmm. very first one she's like like very um like scrunched up and like kind of protecting herself and she's like um she's basically asking permission right. like can can I do this story and it's kind of like this dumb story about a a Chinese food bar in a strip club like what and it's really right. just out from next door you know? <laughs> so it's like this kind of goofy story and then when she gets there like you're right like the the strippers are kind of like telling like kind of showing her the way they're almost like her guides mm -hmm. like and, and she gets to ask them kind of like personal questions like um 
like, oh, I just feel like if I wore a thong, I'd get poop on it. <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> That's like, hilarious. Oh, you won't get poop on it if you wax your asshole. And they're just like <laughs> casually talking about this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's like, oh, I've never waxed my asshole before. Like, you know, she's very innocent. Is like yeah. the word very um, uh, doe in the doe in the woods. Yeah, 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 totally. And by the end, she's like, I'm the one with fat ass and big titties. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've probably seen like the beginning of season two. Not to spoil anything, but she like at one of the opening scenes is like her getting eaten out yeah in public like yes so. yes i did actually manage to stay away for episode one and then <laughs> i started falling asleep so. yeah but that's when she said you know right after when they run into the um i don't know what it is it looks like a waffle house or something uh where she's using that girl's phone charger <laughs> yeah yeah and uh and she that's you know their whole conversation in the woods is like well you're my first girlfriend were you my first boyfriend and they seem like they're old enough to have had several relationships at this point yeah yeah, yeah totally so it's interesting commentary on both of their maturity levels really yeah yeah right right that like on the outside annie seems like she has her shit together a little more because she has a job but maybe not and mm-hmm. people are sort of like wondering like like in the second season i think well i don't want to ruin everything but basically people around her like why why are you with him like and they they make it very clear they don't like him Mm -hmm. um but i wonder if they're more on the same level than maybe we think well and even her conversation with that family and that girl she's using the charger um from she's still no matter how confident she appears Uh she's still like well, he's my first boyfriend, but I've slept with other people. Like, there's still this level of oh, don't yeah. see me in a certain way, see yeah. me this way, even if it's, you know, like, why would it matter what this girl that's a teenager think of you that you don't even know, that you're never going to yeah. see again? Yeah. What happened to the confident, fuck my job, I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go confront a troll and throw a brick through his window. Yeah. What happened to that person? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So I guess we just all carry our insecurities with us forever. <laughs> they just yeah, so. dropping up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that's a thinker. Yeah. Well, I hope that we do a second season. Yeah, um, yeah. Cool. Definitely. I will uh I will stay awake and take notes <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even get to watch it twice through so I can have a better understanding of the arc. Oh. Uh, and I would love to have you back on anytime for any subject, but specifically oh. Shrill. Sure. Yeah, I'd yeah. be happy to. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. And cross your fingers that I can figure out how to make this Zoom recording into an, a podcast. Okay. I, I'm crossing all of my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, thank you so much and have a wonderful weekend. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day to you. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the interview with Emily. Sorry it was a little abrupt, but that's because we started talking about our animals, and I didn't figure you wanted to be involved in that. If you have any comments or questions, if you've seen the show and you want to let me know what your thoughts are, give me an email. It's uh, someDayDeadPC at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at someDayDeadPC. You can find me 
uh, on Facebook at uh, Someday We'll All Be Dead Podcast. And uh, otherwise, if you have time, we would greatly appreciate your review and uh, ratings so that other people can find us and subscribe to the show. Take care of yourselves and don't let anybody else tell you how to live your life because someday we'll all be dead. <laughs>